Hi, Tim Roy. This is the Warriors Box Podcast, and a pleasure to be joined today by a former warrior, a championship warrior, and that is Festus Azili. What's up? What's going on with you? You look good. Man, thank you. It is amazing to be back. This is my first time at the Chase Arena. I'm really excited. Tell me what's going on in your life right now. First of all, how are you physically? Because I know that has been an issue for you in the past. Yeah, I um, I was recovering for a while from from surgery. Um, finally, I feel good. Feel good. Uh, so now I'm I'm ready to play again. So that's one. Two is I'm here to see my guys. I, I miss my guys. So uh, this is a really cool, exciting evening because um, Harrison and Kent Bazemore are on the other side with the Sacramento Kings. So it's a reunion for us, all four of us, me, Draymond, Harrison, and Kent Bazemore, the class of 2012. Um, but overall, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ready to play basketball again. So I'm really, really excited about that. That's my, my next move. But over the last couple of years, I've been working on my health, and it's been, it's been challenging and tough because that's not you never. I, I want to do my job, you know. How many surgeries on on the knees? <laughs> I've had a couple. I've had a couple. Um, I've but, had five on my right knee, so I got you. Really? Beat yeah. No, it's this. It's not fun, right? No, no, no it's not fun. So um, it's it's crazy that um, you know you go through a whole process like that, and it's very humbling, right? Because I went through six months of where I couldn't walk. And that was really tough for me, but it's just made my just that that hunger for the game even more, right? Because now I just realize how much of the love I have for the game and just everything about the purity of the game, right? Everything from missing my teammates uh, to competition and just you know just basketball in general. You know, I was on a on a wheelchair sitting in front of a basket shooting basket. So you know, those are things that I, I missed about the game. And so now I'm I'm really excited for that vision that I've had in my mind for the last couple of years to come to fruition. So you're targeting maybe getting into somebody's camp next year? Uh, well, we'll see. Because uh, I'm healthy right now, and if someone needs me, I wouldn't say no. That's why uh, they're 10 days. Yeah, no, they're, that's that's so I, I'm not I'm not putting I'm not saying no to anything at the moment. I'm just kind of f- feeling things out. What else has been going? Well, actually, let me circle back to that for a second because I don't think people understand if you haven't gone through it and a, a major injury, uh, it's not just getting the legs sound and the muscles around the knee strong and, and getting your balance coordination and your, your fitness back, but there's also a mental component to that. And, and because you always, you know, there's always that what if doubt in your mind. How did you combat with that? Uh, well, the mental part is, is it has different facets as well. What if, and, and trying to trust your body again, that's one. But there's another part of like, I think, missing being an athlete right it's an identity crisis because you can't be an athlete like I said I couldn't walk for six months that's people don't understand what that means it's like my dream and my goal was going to play basketball again but in this in that moment all I wanted to do was walk right and so like even the idea of being an athlete I couldn't be that in that moment so uh, it was it was really challenging mentally, and there were a lot of a lot of nights where I couldn't sleep, a lot of tears that you shed because you know, you're this is what you want to do and this is your dream. But you know, one of the things I've learned, especially from these last couple months with the passing of our idol, my idol anyway, Kobe, is there is no mountain too high that you can't climb. Right, you kind of have to just take a step and keep taking steps every day. And for me, I kept doing that, and he was always a north star for me. Uh, 
and, and just continuing to look at the people who went before me and, you know, use them as guides. And, uh, yeah, for me, I just I had a lot of mentors. I had a lot of support. I had a lot of family around me. I had friends. Uh, luckily for me, that was the thing that kept me on the right track. Did you have a, a Kobe moment when you were a player for, with, with the Warriors? I had a lot of Kobe moments, actually. Um, he Kobe was actually the first basketball game I ever saw. Um, when I came from Nigeria in 2004, my uncle was trying to convince me to play basketball. And at the time, he took me to a Lakers game because I was tall, but I didn't really care about sports. I didn't want to play basketball. I, went, I came to America to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. But in his mind, he felt like it would be beneficial because I could get a scholarship. And I felt like, no, I could get an academic scholarship. I'll be fine. I don't want to go through this. I want to, I want to focus on what I, what I came here for. And so he uh, eventually convinced me. And one of the things that he did, he took me to a Lakers game, Lakers versus Kings in Sacramento. And I'm watching Kobe Bryant. And this dude, I mean, obviously it's a pro game, so everybody's amazing. But this dude was head and shoulders above everybody. And just the obsession, like he was just amazing. And my uncle looked at me at some point during this game and said, you never know, one day you'll be on the court. And fast forward, this is, I was, at this time I was 15 years old. Fast forward, I'm 22 years old as a rookie, 21 years old as a rookie. And first preseason game is against Kobe Bryant, you know. And it's just crazy how the world works and how people speak things into existence. But um, nervous as heck as a rookie, I couldn't believe it. But eventually, you know, he became the competition that you that we wanted to beat. And he actually got injured against us. Um, he tore his Achilles yeah. against us. Um, so Harrison, just, got, Harrison got called for a foul. Yeah, <laughs> and he, it was just a, it was it was it was just crazy. Because um, in that moment, you, know, you you he's your competition. But you know, we all grew up. All of us in, in the team, we all grew up watching Kobe. Right. You know, and that was our idol. So for him to get injured was very hard for us. We went to the locker room like, man, we won that game, but it felt felt weird, felt felt bad. And um, yeah, he's been a he's been a north star for for me personally in my life, uh, especially in some personal things that I've been working on. So it's a very, very, very heartbreaking moment for everybody around the world. But at the same time, it's also inspiring to see how much he, he inspired and, and touched so many people around the world. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Watching the memorial, I was struck with the the diversity and the breadth of the people that spoke. You know, it wasn't just his former teammates and, and other people. That, he had an impact in the world and in the world and in the world of basketball tim roy on the warriors vox podcast speaking with festus azili let's get to some more uh i guess uh, pleasant uh, memories and and uh what what sticks out for you in in the championship season what moments do you reflect on oh in the championship season okay um, Which for you was fourteen fifteen for those who don't fourteen know. fifteen was the first the first championship and the one that i won here with the warriors uh what sticks out um there were there were so many moments. I think the start of that season was I had I missed the previous season, um, and I came back on my birthday, October twenty first, two thousand fourteen, and that was when Coach uh, Steve Kerr said to me, oh, "For your birthday, we're gonna let you play tonight," because I had been <laughs> chomping at the bit to get on the court, and that preseason was like that was I was so excited to be on the court again with the guys. And uh, it's just like constantly over and over, like it's been that, you know, basketball runs away from me for a little bit and it comes back and it always comes back in a big way. So, you know, going into that season, um, just so excited about the opportunity to play again 
and then doing that and then winning the NBA championship, which nobody thought we could do. We were the only people who we who felt that we believed in ourselves, you know. That was the biggest thing. And the excitement of having and doing it with people that you care about and that you love, you know, we all we formed a brotherhood that year. That was the most exciting part of that year. Yeah, it's a really a bunch of group guys. I remember telling people that uh uh, of all the locker rooms I work with, that was the be- one of the best ones I've ever had a chance to even to experience. A lot of good people in that locker room. Never forget our the the songs that we would play on the plane. You know, we actually got banned from playing the <laughs> yes, Coco song, know, but yeah. you know, all those things. You know, things that those little memories that we will always cherish forever. You know, uh, I have those videos still saved in my phone. There's things that, you know. I will show my kids eventually someday, like, man, this is what it was all about. You know, it's about that brotherhood. But, you know, I also look forward to more of those moments. Do you have a Mo Spates story at all? Mo Spates, that's your guy, huh? <laughs> that's my guy. Ooh, Mo Spates. Right, what can I tell on the podcast, Mo Spates? Um, um, I just remember, I remember playing against Mo Spates in college, or, well, at least I was a red, I was a red shirt freshman. And he was a sophomore or senior or junior, something like around those. Might have been junior because I think he junior. left that year. Yeah. Okay, and um, after I remember seeing him in college and watching and him becoming my teammate. So he came on the team, and I was like, "Wait, that's not the same person." <laughs> and so we, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I was just talking about how he was a little bigger than he was yeah. Yeah. in yeah. in college. But that was my guy. He was one of the people I was really close to. And, um, yeah, he was, I mean, going from college competing against each other, you know, how it, how that goes in college and that the atmosphere to becoming teammates in the league, learning how much of a, you know, good, just a good person he was. That was, um, you know, that's that's my most based story, man. <laughs> we had a good time together. You won. Uh, before I let you go, I know that you're 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 going to get back into basketball, but I know that you're a guy that has a lot of interest. What are some of the things that have kept you going while you've been getting yourself to this point? Um, a really, you know, you always try to find the positive, right? And so the positive for me outside of, you know, the injury was that I, I now had time to explore. So uh, I was able to go back to school. I did some stuff with, you know, business school in Harvard, business, uh, some stuff with Cornell. Uh, eventually we'll get my degree fully and complete. But uh, I just wanted to get a, a foundation and basis of learning about business. Um, some philanthropical stuff back in Africa. Um, you know, did some basketball camps down there, which was kind of ironic for me because I came to America not knowing anything about the game, and I'm taking it back there to people, to kids who are. Well, I started playing at 16, and if you reverse back to you know when I went back to Africa, I'm teaching 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds, and I'm telling them, hey, listen, like literally, if you work hard at <laughs> Anything in your life, you can do something with it. And I'm, I'm looking at them like, hey, look at me. I, I really did not know that this is where my life was headed. Like, I was trying to be a doctor. So that was another thing, another thing I've been working on. And it's just a few other business things that I've been learning about. But um, just being a worldly man, that's the, I guess that's the bright nice. light in, in having the time outside of the game. But I, I miss the game so much. And, you know, this time off has also, you know, sharpened that instinct for me of like, yo, I can't wait to get back. And the NBA is putting a league in Africa too. That's exciting. That's uh, that's really really exciting. Uh, they got they actually are starting in a couple of weeks. March thirteenth is the is the inauguration of the league. So uh, we're excited about that as well. Um, yes, 
12 countries, Nigeria being one of them, you know I'm really excited about that. So just excited to help any way I can in that regard as well. I am looking forward to the uh, the, the, the blurb that come out, comes up and says that Festus Zeli has signed with. Dot, I know dot, that. Dot. Yeah, dot, dot, dot. I hope that day comes soon. I have dreamed and waited for that moment for a couple of years. So uh, I'm sure I'm going to shed a couple of tears that day. I can't wait.